Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast here in fantabulous Chelsea, Manhattan. I'm your host, Yo! Dave. Oh my god. Oh, oh <laughs> hey. hey. Hey, it's Mike. Yo. Yo, what up? I'm here. He's back. It's live. <laughs> We're live. Yeah, I'm I'm back. Back to work. That's what happens after <laughs> after the after the money runs out when you save. You gotta come back to work, pay you know, the bills. You get all those diapers. Yeah. Oh yeah, I gotta so get diapers and wipes and uh, <laughs> foods included. Don't worry, like that comes with the the mama. Mama's doing great, alive and healthy, and feeding the baby. We gotta feed the mama though. Yeah, so. you gotta feed the mama. Mama's gotta get fe- fed. Uh, shout out to my wife Annie. I love you. But yeah, no, it's been great to bond with my son. That was a lot of that was a lot of fun. I'm glad to be back. This oh, is yeah. awesome. I'm sure like it's great like seeing him learn all kinds of skills. Yeah, he still hasn't ran his Hello World app yet, but yeah. we're gonna get him. Well, I'll get okay. him there soon. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely tell him about some refactoring. Like how about that? <laughs> like you know, when he first makes his first cut of Hello World, it's like well, hello, okay, we can. Yeah, we, can we, we need to refactor some of that. <laughs> Just the right <laughs> abstraction. <laughs> <laughs> Teach a baby how to refactor Hello World is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, so the topic today, as we are on my return, will be refactoring. I think I've been back for about a week and was looking at some code. And one way I find to get more simulated to a code base in a new place is to look at the code and see how I can refactor and make it more oh, yeah, yeah, easy fun. to read. Yeah, like just try and like play with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you like try to commit that back in to the code base or do you just kind of play with it to understand it a little bit better so like i i got like a feature to build mm-hmm. so like anything that touches the feature that i'm building like in those files i try to do the refactor so it sure. goes in with the commit and then people are like okay. oh that's cool yeah awesome thanks <laughs> greatly appreciate it i'm at a client and we're using java okay so that's like a really cool thing too so i haven't java in like five years at a finance bank right. and all sorts of like you really flex, old flex those java muscles yeah so that's the java, yeah, some java crazy, 7 yeah, some, so yeah it was like java 4 it was old it was old stuff it's really great to look at like really good written java code mm-hmm. and then like being able to identify like, oh i think this could be refactored and try to figure it out and then actually get it and nail it and then like right you know, your pull request gets approved from the refactoring is pretty great yeah i guess like seeing a java project that's well well thought out like they're not suffering from like crazy problems it's just Mm -hmm. like a matter of like writing the solution really well and i think like definitely this code base follows a lot of like design patterns that you would regularly see in a java application because that's the kind of the only way you write java code is with using well versed and well written design patterns because when you don't then it's all over the place yeah you gotta do dependency injection yeah you gotta do that strategy strategy and builder and all that good stuff blow that dust off the top oh yeah (laughs) so with that in mind um being able to refactor was definitely a a great way to get more simulated and get back on my feet when it comes to the java code yeah i mean that's that's a great point and I, i think like kind of buried into your statement also is that like you were just refactoring the code that was adjacent to the feature that you're working on and that like 
you weren't going all over and rewriting the entire code base. Oh, no, 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 no. come on. It's my first week <laughs> back, like, Dave. You see, like, well, this this over here is a stinker. <laughs> this one's this one's got to go. Yeah, I smell I, I smell that cold smell from two tabs away. Like, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. I mean, I, like I said, I just, got my, I just got myself back to work. Work life, family life is a little difficult. Try one step at a time. Yeah. One step at a time. But like you're, you're and actually that's the most practical way to apply refactoring because like you're you're applying it to something that's going to help you meet a goal like you're going to change the code to make it more easy to understand easy to read and uh, for you to reason about and then make a change to it so that it's better yeah i mean definitely that is my thought process as going through this new code base because i haven't programmed in like four months I've been, I've been essentially on vacation trying to keep a uh, a baby alive. <laughs> it's been kind of hard. So you're not doing like exorcism Java drills? Or- no, no. no. I've, in fact, when I found out that I was learning Java, I was like, oh, no, got to gotta brush off the, uh, what's the name of that book? Oh, my God. Effective Java 2. And I know that's an old book. That's an old oh, Java book. Oh, you know, book. I just heard out that they have a di- Effective Java 9 now. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm that I got the second edition. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine. Yeah, I got that one too. It's yes. like, oh, have you heard about generics? It's like, wow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The future mm-hmm. is here. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, so I've been thinking about refactoring too. So I've, I've been at the project that I'm working on uh, for a while now. And now those, like, those things that I've seen that I identified in my first day, I'm like, I really want to refactor this, but I'm not going to. It's not the right time yet. Right. It's not the right time. They're not ready. They're not ready. (laughs) I keep on hearing these great quotes from from different people. Like some some folks uh, that we work with did a a workshop with Sandy Metz. And there's all kinds of wisdom floating around in our Slack channel. So there's a great quote here that the cost of code is in the reading and not in the writing. And that's that's something that really kind of resonates with me a lot. You know, you you kind of hear echoes of that with other people like Martin, Martin Fowler says a similar thing about any fool can write code that a computer can understand. Good programmers write code that humans can understand. Yeah, because like how often are you, you only write that piece of code once, but that piece of code gets read hundreds of times. Right, exactly. And like, so this one piece of code that I ended up finally getting to sink my teeth into a refactor was code that I had read dozens of times yeah but like literally it had not changed for a year and a half like <laughs> since since the application was created oh man and it was so like gnarled and twisted and it was like the logic was kind of pulled into itself and right you know there's all these if statements everywhere and it's like what is happening here so it was interesting to like take a step back and like look at that and try and understand what what the real intent was and how to work around that yeah because like as you mentioned, that piece of code existed since the beginning of the application. And, you know, as things build around it, I guess like a developer may have been building around it literally without looking at what that piece of code was doing. Right. And every piece of code that's added to it is working code that does what people need it to do. So, you know, it becomes harder to actually think about changing that code. Until you actually really need to, and then it's really hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then like once that code has a lot of logic around it, then it becomes a lot more harder to refactor. And but someone's got to do it. Roll up the sleeves and make it happen. 
Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been kind of fun. I've been working with you know our our buddy friend friend of the show Conrad. Oh yeah, Conrad Venom. Yeah, what up? And he's he's a big fan of refactoring, and so we've been like looking at these these pieces and where we need to like add new functionality. We're like, okay, we're not gonna like just shove it in here. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you could e- easily just like put it in there, shove in another if statement. Yeah, but we've been looking for like a seam to like stitch the new code in in a different class like write a contract that a method can implement so it'll take some arguments and return some other thing pull out the code that's doing that right now and then change it away from all of the craziness yeah. that's happening in the rest of the world oftentimes you can jump in and just want to refactor everything and i think it takes like patience to look at something and call to refactor and know how to, right? Because you can, as you mentioned, you can refactor and then just shove it in the same like file or class. But is that really the refactoring that is necessary or is it much bigger than what that is? Right. It's like you could add another like helper method or something. Like so your 250 line class is now getting close to 300 lines. Yeah. When maybe like there's, three different things that that class is doing and we just need to like get our our scalpel and start doing some surgery i was gonna say ninja sword but that's probably not too too elegant (laughs) it's probably not gonna end too well for you yeah i have another quote to read programs must be written for people to read and only incidentally for machines to execute and that's harold abelson structures and implementations of programs yeah it's a classic yeah, and, and again, this just uh, shows that you can write that piece of code once, but it probably gets read many, many, many more times than it has been written. It's doing its job. It, like it, it is being executed by a computer, but every time someone new comes on and they need to relearn how all the fiddly bits of, of that really complicated 300-line class works, then you know, you're going to lose some time. Yeah. The other quote is, I'm not a great programmer. I'm just a good programmer with great habits. And that's, Mar- <laughs> and that's Martin Fowler. No, Martin Fowler, I think you're great. I think you're a great programmer. <laughs> he just brushes his teeth. <laughs> that's all he does. That's all he does. And refactors well. That's, that's <laughs> and he refactors every day. <laughs> Twice a day. Yeah. You're a great programmer, but I understand what you're going to hear. Um, and it has to do with refactoring, how to refactor, as you mentioned before, and the ideas of refactoring. So part of the reason why I wanted to talk about this as well is it was a quote online that I've read way too many times. And I yeah. think Dave laughed because he's never heard of it before. I'm sure yeah, some of yeah. our listeners may have. Before and we, it's before, something along before, the- we, before we jump into it, like that that quote from Martin Fowler, like I really like that because it's it's like kind of a bold statement. Like you're like, yeah, I'm I'm great. Like <laughs> But I'm just good, really. Yeah. But it, it's also like kind of kind of humblebees. Like you, you think about how like it's like oh well, this person's a rock star. Like they're they're a super athlete or something. They have something like innate talent. But it's like hey, actually, this is just like learned skills and practices. That if I do this rigorously, then I'll be fine. And if I stop doing it, then I'm just gonna be a mess. Uh, right. <laughs> And someone smarter than me could like cobble it together. They could like take all this stuff and just like mash it together <laughs> and make it work in a big ball of mud. But yeah. like that person's not not me for yeah, sure. No, 
Not me. <laughs> Definitely. We'll just yeah. keep brushing our teeth. Yeah. Twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other quote was code as of the person who ends up maintaining your code is a violent psychopath who knows where you live. <laughs> Which, when you think, I probably would be dead by now. Yeah, that's if my true. if I had, to, I look, I remember writing really old code. You know, as a as a young <laughs> developer starting new skin in the game, I wrote some crap, <laughs> and I probably still write some crap. And I try my best not to write crap. And if there was a violent psychopath working, first off, why are you hiring this person? And oh my secondly, <laughs> could you imagine if like your Git commit had your address and your phone? <laughs> number on every single commit oh i get prank calls and I mean, why guess, did you write this i guess you got your email in there but like nobody nobody's gonna follow you or your home based on your email yes yeah, all right no, so that'd the, be kind of sweet though like if you see a nice commit you just email them and be like hey i just want to let you know this was good stuff this is good stuff man. i'm gonna do that if i find good code <laughs> i'm gonna check the get commit get blame but it's not really like get blame makes it feel like they did something wrong i want to do the right. nice version well, of that's, get what the, blame. that's what the psychopath does yeah he get blamed <laughs> he finds your home address <laughs> exactly but i'm gonna get blamed but then i'm gonna send them an email hey i was reviewing this code that's pretty nice <laughs> Good job. Good job. It's nice that we're not psychopaths. (laughs) But so what do you do if if the person is a psychopath in this hypothetical situation? Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, but this this quote is like kind of ridiculous because I I mean, I haven't heard of an incident where a violent psychopath has killed someone because they wrote a nested if statement. Like that's just not, <laughs> this is highly unlikely that this is what's happening. And, and it's highly, this shouldn't be the way you code. Uh, just gonna <laughs> not, give a shout out under a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just gonna shout out. It was a thread, uh, a tweet started by uh, geek Sam who wrote that this, that they're over the whole code. Like there's a violent psychopath who's reviewing your code and whatnot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're like, it, they're closing that chapter of their life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, they, it obscures the, another perspective of your work and express kindness and care for yourself and others. And it's just a thread. And there was another reply, which I resonated with me more, which is the following. Read code as if the person who wrote it knew what they were doing, but were operating on the constraints with a context you're not aware of. Mm, and I felt mm-hmm. like that, quote is much more better than like the crazy psychopath one because you, you all you're we're constantly reading code and we can always say oh my god this is bad we need to refactor it but it wasn't that i i like to think that it wasn't that person's intention to do bad code like imagine waking up in the morning i'm gonna write bad code today like i don't think people do that on right. purpose or like sometimes you try to refactor something with all your might and you just can't can't get it to be any cleaner and then you just take a step back and you're like, oh my gosh, what if what if they were right? What if they got it all right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That can also happen. That tweet was by uh, Kerizor. It's K-E-R-R-I-Z-O-R. And I thought that that was just like a much better way to look at refactoring when you review code. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like, like and retweet that. Yeah, no, I thought it, I thought it was dope. And, and it's been evident even in the conversation that we've had that it's, it's never about what was written. It's about what you read. Because that's when refactoring comes in, when you read the code. And if yeah. you read the code and you have, before you even have any bias towards that code, you would think, hey, I don't know the context. This person could have been under the gun and needed to be deployed yesterday. Like, we've all had to deal with 
that kind of stress. Oh, sure, yeah. So, you know, always be nice when you read the code. Don't be a, don't be the psychopath. <laughs> just, read, just be nice. Yeah, send send flowers, not mail bomb. I think in that thread, hold on, if, if you go to that thread, I think someone's like, I wish someone sent me a postcard. Like, that would be nice if I got a postcard for writing kindness code. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that, yeah, I guess, I guess if we had the person's address, either you get postcards or you die. I don't know. What are the other... <laughs> All right, I'm gonna start putting my address and all my commit <laughs> oh, messages. <laughs> we'll just see what happens. We'll see what reality we're if in. If you guys see Dave Anderson's address, please send them flowers. <laughs> yeah, be nice, <laughs> please. Oh, postcard. Do a postcard. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and our amazing host, Michael Nunez, who's out being a dad, and me, your host, Dave Anderson, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.